You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Everyone thinks I had a storybook career, that I just sprang into Disney Channel stardom overnight, made millions, and lived happily ever after. Spoiler alert, I didn't. There were countless failures along the way, and there still are. How I deal with that struggle and how I pivot when failure creeps in is what allows me to keep going, keep learning, and keep striving for balance. The Vulnerable Podcast is an invitation to hang out every week with me, Christy Carlson Romano, as I invite friends, celebrities, and experts for in-depth conversations discussing the good, the complicated, the beauty of being human, and what it means to be vulnerable. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate the ups and downs of my guests' paths to success. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Welcome to this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. Another round of United Rugby Championship games under the belt. Uh, a good few losses for the Welsh regions into the mix, but of course a win for the Dragons as well. Um, on the one weekend in the last 15 years where I've barely watched any rugby whatsoever. Uh, luckily enough, we've got the mighty Murph to help us out with that. And uh, we've got Dan Killick, so a very strong lineup for you as always. How are we doing, Dan? Good, Jed. I did say that the Dragons would get the win, didn't I? Do you yeah, remember you that? Yeah, I, I, I seldom remember much about the pods. Um, I'm particularly bad at remembering predictions, but um, yeah, I do remember that. And yeah, fair play, you called it. I remember that when I've forgotten all the other ones because they're all wrong. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Probably um, it reflects my mentality that I remember us saying that the strongest regions this year would probably be the Ospreys or the Scarlets. <laughs> yeah. And they're both absolute arse on the weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, and the That's other... generous as well. Mind you, not, not that the Blues were any good, but the Dragons, you know, the, ra- the Dragons look really impressive, I thought. I know it's Connaught, but still. Well, yeah, I, I think um, it probably helped that it was the one game in every 28 years where it isn't pissing it down with rain in Galway and, the, you know, yeah, yeah. The, wind, the wind whipping in from West Island. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful. I've never yeah. seen footage of that area. I, I have been there when it was sunny, but never seen a rugby game played there in those conditions. In my, I can't remember it ever happening. You could see the dragons. <laughs> the dragons boys see... liked it, didn't they? Because it was, it was like, it was sunny, like in Newport regularly, you know? <laughs> You could see the sea in the background, the water, whatever it is, the estuary or the bay or whatever it is behind the pitch. Yeah. And I'd never seen that on TV before. So it was really, I think you could call that atypical of the area. 
Yeah, there'll be people saying it's faked, Murph, like the moon landings. You know, <laughs> where it didn't really take place in Galway at all. Um, but yeah, obviously that's a uh, that's a plus. Um, I've had this is the main reason for having not been able to watch any rugby. I was away this weekend, and I've had a honkingly awful journey home from uh, the Peak District, which I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about it quickly because I think you boys will enjoy it. And, and by quickly, I mean quite long. So if you're interested in more <laughs> rugby talk, you might want to skip ahead five or ten minutes. Um, or if you're eating your if you're eating your cornflakes or uh, or your lunch oh, or whatever, no. skip through it. But anyway, so jumped on. Um, had a really nice weekend away with our mates who are, are farmers in the Peak District, and then jumped on the train with massive suitcase filled with mainly my daughter's stuff, and then a few clothes for my uh, for my wife and myself. Jumped on the train with that, backpack on, pushchair, onto an overcrowded train, walking up and down carriages, trying to find somewhere, eventually find somewhere. My wife takes a daughter over, goes and sits her down. I'm there trying to wrestle, get this big case onto the onto the rack on the sodding uh, Avanti train that just won't fit. Moved this one bag out of the way, um, got mine on there and thought, oh, can I get this smaller bag back on there? So got it on top and it looked like it was balanced pretty fine. Train pulls out of Macclesfield and we've managed to get two seats with our daughter sat on our lap. Thought this would be fine. Anyway, sometime after Stoke, that bag fell down. And the woman and the woman who, whose bag it was went, oh, who put that up there like that? And I went over to apologize. I said, look, I'm really sorry. I got on with all this <laughs> stuff. I put it, put it up there. There's a really expensive iPad in there. <laughs> and again, in my head, I'm going, like, well, don't bloody put it on the luggage rack then. Um, <clears throat> uh, but was actually very apologetic. Um, and went to pick it. Went to pick it up for her. And her husband's picked it up. And we're in the quiet coach, um, which wasn't ideal with a, you know, with a two-year-old anyway, because she was making loads of noise. Um, but we're on the quiet coach, and I've gone to hand the bag over to him, and this bag is buzzing, and he's making the unmistakable sound of a sex toy. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say beard trimmer for definite. <laughs> and it can be, it can be heard up and down, and. She's not reacted in the best possible way and just gone, oh my God, and just started like <laughs> sticking around in the bag, trying to blindly turn it off. But I'm, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty mortified of like just stepped backwards like this, <laughs> trying to trying to sneak back to my seat and gone and sat down. Anyway, like, you know, sat there where the, the whole carriage was in silence after that um, for like 10 minutes. And um, and then my, my daughter's like wriggling and getting up and down. We're like, just Bonnie, just sit still, just sit still. And she's on my wife's lap. She's on my lap. You're back and forth. And she's trying to climb on the floor. Oh yeah, I forgot. I got we got booted out of these seats because uh, a fella got on with a dog as well, right? A massive great dog in front of us, but managed to find a couple of seats when someone else got off. Anyway, just to start and settle down, my daughter's coughing and coughing and coughing, and then just goes like that. And I've managed to get my hands underneath it and catch her being sick my big goalkeeper hands nice um my wife's grabbed grabbed like a nappy bag for her to be sick in which she's been sick in we're managing to hold this together just about all right and as my wife goes to take the bag away just drops it on my leg like a big sack of steaming hot porridge right all <laughs> over my new all over my new jeans um, and it's and at this point as well like we're only just past stoke so frantically cleaning it up um manage you know like hundreds and hundreds of wet wipes and then have still got an hour and 25 minutes sat on the train stinking of vom um <laughs> make it back to make it back to london um and the then kids farm there, is not as strong as human as growing it, up farm it wasn't great murph i'm not gonna mm. lie it wasn't okay. great it was mm. banana and yogurt and just really yeah <laughs> it was it, it wasn't a lot of fun um, you must have been hated on that uh, that quiet carriage <laughs> yeah yeah well the thing is as well like when it got to milton Keynes, um when it got to milton Keynes, people there was you know there quite a lot of people got off there and i looked at the bloke next to me and he just gave me one of them looks that kind of said yeah we've all been there um <laughs> and i just looked back here i said i bet half these people weren't even supposed to get off at milton Keynes. they just <laughs> <laughs> they just they just got off here um to be honest, yeah. as, soon, as soon as you said the word train, I knew it was going to be bad. I, know, I thought you were, I, I felt sure it was going to be a bus replacement service was what was going to happen. No, oh. it, got, it, it got even worse because that, that, you know, that got us as far as Euston. Then we got the tube back to Waterloo and then a train ride that would normally take 35 minutes to get us to Guildford um, took an hour because of um, whatever it's called, engineering works. 
so yeah it's been it's been a stinker so there was just enough time to come in and uh grab a plate of dinner before uh before talking to you boys so you still got your jeans on though <laughs> no i did manage i did manage to have a shower as well um yeah they were the first thing that came off horrendous but there we go um so um i mean it doesn't sound like the uh the other regions have had a much better weekend than um than that journey to be honest so do you want to, do you want to start on friday night murphy alluded to it there but it sounded like the ospreys hit a real a real flat spot oh. yeah i mean they looked a little bit hapless like um I've watched so much rugby between between now and then. I can't remember exactly. I mean, Alamin Jones is back, so you'd you'd imagine. I tell you what, I this is just probably just my own sensibility when it comes to rugby. Aside from Jack Morgan, I, I find him very anonymous in the back row, without people like Tipperick there and uh, mm. whoever else is missing. I forget now, but they're not. You know, they're not. I don't know. It's a bit under. When you consider the riches at places like the Dragons and places like uh, even the Blues, they're not they're not great depth. A lot of depth there at the Ospreys, I don't think. What do you make of that, Dan? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought the Ospreys were were terrible, absolutely woeful performance, and it's um, yeah, it was quite it was quite hard to hard to watch. Really, they didn't have. I agree with Murphy. I thought you know Jack Morgan went, you know, went all right, but the the rest of the team, it was probably it was right up there for me, one of the worst performances I've seen them have. Really? Um, yeah, they were outgunned, out muscled, out 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 thought, outplayed. Skill level was was literally on the floor. Passing every pass seemed to be behind them. Yeah. Um, like it's coming back to me now, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I, I know what you mean because I had to think about it earlier. You know, that was the game I I, I watched and uh, and watched watched a few bits back as well, and mm. I kind of I'd forgotten about it. You know, yeah, the handling but, was shocking, wasn't it? Generally ha- across the backs. Yeah, the, the handling was so bad; they weren't sort of moving on the ball. Ball passes were behind. Yeah. Um, it Dan was, Evans, Dan Evans had a bad game, which you can't you can't say that very often. Yeah, yeah, he. They all looked. I mean, Prothero, he, he, he was making making quite a lot of quite a lot of errors as well. I know he had a couple of couple of runs, but he was making loads of errors. It was, yeah, it was really sort of uncharacteristic, really, of the of the Ospreys, wasn't it? And they were the Sharks were up for it. They were they were hitting really hard, flying into everything. I, I they bullied the Ospreys. Yeah, they they they, yep. they really did. Your mic is rubbing on your beard, there, Dan. Oh, is it? Yeah. There you Apologies. go. That's okay. I Sounds like you're eating a pack of crisps. <laughs> Jed, Jed's probably got his head in his hands. Like, yes, he's losing his shit over there. I was doing this. I was like, going, yeah. oh, really? Even, I got 10 watts. He was, in, he was flowing, though. He was flowing. Sorted he was out. not aware of any of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, but yeah, yeah I... they, <laughs> they um, Chamberlain, their 10. Mm. You know, slotted a couple of cracking drop goals. I think that's going to be a thing going forward. Uh, if you don't get a decent strike on your goal line clearance, the whatever the bloody hell they're called, the uh, dropout, um, people are just kind of a pot shot. If it's if it's forty yards or less, just have a go because it's easy. It's, it's an easy three points, like you know. Yeah. Um, especially if you know, say, if you're playing with the wind or whatever, you just well have a pop from that distance. Um, I yeah. think I think this weekend might. I know there was a victory last week for one of the South African teams. I think this weekend might represent a bit of a turning point in the South African sides. They all even they the had ones, a really slow start prior to yeah. this weekend, haven't they? They're trying to make out some of them that they were adjusting to the refereeing up here. Uh, maybe, maybe there's an element of truth, but I just think they've got used to the way it's played now. And I mean, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Maybe I'll save it for later. But um, Bismarck Duplessis against. The Blues, for example, um, they just—I mean, obviously we know the, what they're going to bring in terms of the physicality and everything else, but they're just going to be. Cons- I mean, none of our sides have been down there yet, no. so if we're struggling to beat them up here, we're going to get real hidings down there, and I bet by then all their internationals are back, and it could be really ugly for some of our sides down there in January. Something to look forward to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't help but think that. Yeah, when when you know that that's their 
pretty much their B side. They're only going to get stronger. And mm. they um, they played the Sharks played a classic sort of South African game. Really hit 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 hard. Gain line success. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good set piece. And uh, yeah, they kicked. They kicked better than the Ospreys as well. But um, yeah, it was it was a really really dire performance from the Ospreys. They won't want to. They won't want to watch the tapes back again. Uh, no. Come 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 Monday. Um, Nicky Lloyd had a great game against Dylan Lewis the week before, and then I don't know the name of the tight head he was up against for the uh, Sharks, but he gave him a right going over. They were, I mean, scrum penalties, uh, driven line-out penalties. It was complete opposite of their game against Cardiff. So um, Nicky Smith was it? What did I call him, Nicky Lloyd? Oh, he used to play outside half cross keys, I think, Nicky Lloyd. Somewhere, in some no, small club like that. No wonder he took a hide in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming out of retirement as a former outsider. Yeah. Oh, no. See, yes. Uh, Nicky Smith. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing to, like, no solace in that for the Ospreys at all. I don't think. No, no. There was no upsides. Murph, what have you, what have you made of them prior to that game, in the opening, the opening two rounds? Because I thought they were kind of clinical, getting, getting results. You know, it, it wasn't particularly spectacular about uh, against the Dragons or against. Um, against Cardiff, but they got two wins. And I kind of thought, well, maybe this is, you know, the start of a bit more of a hard, hard to beat Ospreys who are, are going to kind of turn their liberty into, into a bit of a fortress again. And um, what had been your assessment up until this week? Well, it looked as if they were building up to something, you know, you know, the getting their, their prime uh, first choice halfbacks on the pitch regular internationals to come back. It just, they would just look like win-win for them, you know, mm. well, not win-win, but you know what I mean? Things were going to go well, ni- nicely. And this might, you know, this might only be a bump in the road, but um, it was a real, I mean, a proper nasty bottle, <laughs> if, if you like, because uh, that was that was garbage on Friday night. Yeah, it was quite, Murph, I was really surprised by the the, the scrum. They, they had an absolute tune-in, didn't they, in the scrum? Then yeah. they changed they changed the whole front row to try and make an impact. Still got a tune in, mm. um, and yeah, it just it just nothing seemed to get it didn't didn't seem to get any better, did it at all? Um, no. I thought their boy in the centre Ward, who scored that 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 nice try from their second row, that got the offload at a at a at a good game. He looked like a proper hard nut in the centre, mm. and they yeah. they ran some they ran some decent lines, didn't they? And uh, hit 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 with force, but yeah, the uh, Toby Booth's not going to be happy there at all. No. At all, I tell you. Uh, just before we wrap up on them, is uh, even Alwyn Jones looked a bit unfit. He, he, weirdly, he seemed to get fitter the longer the game went on. If that makes any sense, but early on, early on, he looked off the pace. Uh, as, as the game went deeper, sort of, you know, 60, 70 minutes, he was he was back up to speed again. It seemed like, uh, or everyone else was just slowing down, and he wasn't. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. he looked he looked like he hadn't played for a while. At the beginning I did, of the game. I did wonder this with the Lions, you know, whether players would be coming straight back in and making a big impact because they'd had a bit of a break, or actually it'd take them a bit of time, a bit of time to adjust. And I suppose maybe when you're at Alan wins at the stage of the career that Alan wins at, that perhaps maybe it just takes a bit of time to get back up to back up the speed. I don't know, maybe maybe it was just that rarest of things and a rough night for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he just seemed. I mean, his work rate, obviously, is, is you know, when he came back into the Lions fold after the uh, shoulder injury, there was no, there didn't seem to be any drop in his fitness at all in his first outing. But he, I think, he must have had a quite a relaxing summer, judging by the way he started the game on Friday night. Fair enough. What do you reckon then, Dan? Is this a, a bump in the road, or is this a, a more accurate assessment of where the Ospreys are at the moment? Well, yeah, it was a complete contrast to where to, to how the Ospreys have played, you know, in the first first couple of games, really. So I think you've got to think it was it was a bit of a bump in the road. But there are a few a few there's there's a, there's a number of worrying signs really that came out of that 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 performance, and because um, it was a really good Ospreys side they put out, they put you know it was it was. Not far off, fully loaded. It wasn't fully loaded, but it wasn't, wasn't that far off, you know. Um, some 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 really really good players on display in, in forwards and backs. So I think it will have knocked them. They they wouldn't have seen that coming, and 
I think when you get beaten up that badly, it 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 can take a bit, kind of, to come back from. But I'd like. I think I'm going to say that it's um, yeah, hopefully a little bump in the road. That mm. fair enough. All right, go on, Murph. You got got something else to chip in there? I was just going to say it's the like the the, the Welsh. Uh, second row pairing, Lions second row pairing mm. in the last test, mm. and um, just hopefully there's a case of them feeling their way back in because uh, the other South African signs won't be won't be any less abrasive either. So um, we'll see. Mm. Yeah, we will indeed. Right, let's uh, let's cheer things up a bit. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the Dragons. Yay. Hey, <laughs> not, not often those words have come out of my mouth. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Get a, Big win away in Galway. As I say, haven't seen haven't seen the full game. I've seen the I've seen the uh, extended highlights. Um, from what I saw, it looked it looked like they played some good stuff. It wasn't a question of Connor not turning up. What do you reckon, Murph? Yeah, no, they uh, they started poorly. Uh, Connor were on top early on, and then the Jonah Holmes try was against the run of play. Um, uh, I'm going to get his name, Jordan Williams. I nearly called him Rodri. Jordan Williams just did that chip ahead out of nowhere, put him away. He looked, Jonah looked covered at first. He looked like he's mm. going to be caught by the corner, but managed to get over. And I think it obviously lifted the Dragons, but it seemed to put doubt in the mind of Connaught. And um, they never really got to grips with the fact that the Dragons could cut him open at any time mm. on from loose play. So, um, and that's what happened. I, I I don't know. Did anyone look to see who one of the match was? Tane Basham. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jordan Williams, I mean, created one, scored one. The second one is mental. For a little podgy bloke, which is yeah. effectively what he is, he, he's got amazing agility and movement. Like, um, And then Jordan Williams, uh, Jordan Williams, just mentioned Jordan Williams, uh, Jonah Holmes scored two great tries as well. So obviously the set was only a, uh, like a, drib- a grubber through, but um, he was just great all game. And I think, I know we're going to come on to it later, I think he's in the absence of uh, Rhys Samet. Rhys Samet's yeah. uh, tied up with uh, the international window. I think Jonah should be on the other wing myself. Mm. Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. Well, see, I've been banging that drum for a while now, but mm. I think he's, I don't know, I mean, he's almost not, ultra flashy I just think he does the basics so well he runs really hard he's a brilliant finisher he's solid in defence and obviously he's he's pretty decent on the high ball because he played a lot of rugby at fullback as well I I kind of think he he deserves a deserves a crack at that and um, yeah I hope, I hope he gets it because he's, um, he's I've been really really impressed with him since he's been at the drags yeah he's deceptively good yeah yeah it, it is a bit like that I'd always <laughs> kind of thought he was he was neat and tidy, but yeah, the kind of, I think the more you watch it, the more you see that he um, that he does. But Dan, it's always uh, it's always fun to watch Jordan Williams on that kind of form, isn't it? That's a bit of you, that. Yeah, oh yeah, it really is. Yeah, he's um, he's been hot and cold, isn't he? Really, he scores some scores and does some amazing things, and then I suppose has a couple of couple of couple of tough outings. But you know what he can do, don't you? When he's when he's on form, and that was a great. A great performance from him. It's it's a it's a it's a big win, isn't it? You know, thirty scoring thirty five points against against Connacht. It's and you know the the Dragons really fancied it, didn't they? I thought that Tame Basham was outstanding. Absolute great, great game, and um, really really timely as well, isn't it? With with these internationals coming up now. Um, I thought Sam Davis had a had a really good game as well. Um, he's been talking about it, isn't he? That he wanted a, he wanted to get an Irish uh, uh, a win against a win against the Irish boys. Mm. He was quite you know quite open about that, wasn't he? He had a he had a superb game. Wayne Wright went well. So it's a, some really good performances, uh, you know, with with uh, the autumn internationals around the corner and Jonah Holmes. Yeah, I. I'm with you boys. I think he should should have a slot. I think he was really good at the back end of the last year. He it's probably fair to say, isn't it, that he had a bit of a he when when he signed for the for the Dragons, I thought he was gonna like literally take to it straight away because he'd done so well over in England. But it I don't know why it did, didn't seem to didn't seem to happen straight away. But he's so powerful, isn't he? Really difficult to stop. Now he's scoring left, right, and center. Um real quality player. I really like it when he comes when he comes off the wing as well, actually. And when you see him when you see him pick up the ball in the middle of the field rather than just um 
rather than just out on the flank because I think he's he's able to burst through with his power, but he's yeah. obviously got such gas and good feet to get around people as well that I, I, you know I think there is. I, I think there's a lot more to come from him at international level. Obviously, there's a lot of competition, normally speaking. But yeah, like like Murph says, you know, if, if Lewis Rees-Samet isn't going to be available, Liam Williams faces a, a race against time. Mm. We fit in time for that game. So yeah, you know. uh, just one more thing on the Dragons is um, it wasn't um, uh, first choice back row either because Moriarty wasn't there, Ollie Griffiths wasn't there. You could argue, obviously. Uh, Wainwright is first choice number eight, so it shows what depth they've got in in the back row compared to the Ospreys. Uh, and also, um, special mention for me, Will Rowlands. Mm, he's been I, really good. I this mean, season. what a massive difference for, for the Dragons that is. Because I yeah. know, no disrespect to the weather it was doing it last year, but oh, it's actually. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, and um, Maximio looks better with someone mm. like Will Rowlands alongside him, um, and also. I'm going to get his name wrong, so hold your horses. Uh, Sayuli. Sayuli, yeah. That's a sign in and half, that is. Uh, yeah. He's not high profile, ex-Glasgow yeah. player. I think um, I think both the props have been great signings. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know. They're going so well, aren't they? Brilliant signings. Well, they don't, they don't have to, to be, to do the job for the Dragons, they don't have to be world beaters. They don't have to be destructive. They've just got to hold up the scrum yeah. for them. They've mm. just got to hold the pressure, which is what's something they haven't had for... I mean, God knows how long. I don't, God, it's been oh, like the okay. same. So anyone, it, it, I'm not saying, it, that sounds churlish to say anyone because it's a, it's a really niche, hard thing to do at this level. But they just needed someone of that standard and uh, uh, fair due to uh, Dean Ryan. He's, um, he's found a couple. He has. We've got loads more to talk about, um, which will largely be centred around rugby rather than uh, rather than any mishaps on public transport. Um, but all of that will be coming up after this very short break. Right, we're talking there just before um, before the break about uh, about the Dragons' back row and some of the depth they've had there. And actually, yeah, you were saying as well the the front row how things have things have tightened up there. But just looking at that at that back row selection they've got, I mean, it's it's strange because it has always been a position that they've been strong in, even in the the absolute darkest the darkest times. It always seemed to have been able to churn out um, mm. back back row forwards, but. Basham to me, I think he I think he really is one of these proper X Factor players. I mean, he's kind of got three seasons of professional rugby under his belt already. Mm. And he's only what, 21? You know, he's, he's still a mm. very, very young guy. Yeah. Um, and I think the the thing with him is, is he's got he's not just good over the ball and you know, in the contact area, but he's got real explosive pace and he carries incredibly hard as well. Is he going to be in? Is he going to be in Pivac's squad? Is he going to be? You know, is he even going to be knocking on the door for for that seven shirt? Well, there's some really tough decisions to be made there because you've got Jack Morgan as well. Um, there's obviously Navidi just uh, got injured today, but there's there's so much to choose from, and, and it uh, Tipperick is long term injured. Is, am I right in saying mm, that? You're right. Yeah. Is that is that from? Is that a new injury or is that from the Lions tour? Oh, I'd, I'd assumed it was from the Lions tour, to be honest. All right. But so I that must know. have been a pretty... Because it was a shoulder injury, that wasn't Yeah, it? from the Lions tour, the injury. But, but I, I, someone, I thought someone said on the one of the coverages that he was going to be out for most of the season, which is unusual for a shoulder injury. So I wondered if he got a fresh injury, you know, a, lo- know. a leg injury or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, I mean, either way, he's out for the autumn. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Maybe they meant the rest of the year. Maybe I don't know. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah. With, with Tane, I mean, it's, I, I'm still a huge Ollie Griffiths fan. But yeah, I am. Ollie Griffiths is not on the pitch enough, and Tane Basham yeah. seems to be always available, whether he's picked or not. He seems to be fit a lot. Uh, you could say the same. For, I, I think if, if if Jordan Williams could have a run of just one season, say, I don't, let's not be ambitious, just one season without any big injuries. He, 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 I mean, if he gets that be- beer belly off him, like he, you could see it plainly today. Um, he, he, to me, he, he's such a game breaker, and uh, without say the defensive frailties of like a Matthew Morgan or so or, or someone like that comparable, uh, even though he's a slight fella, he's he's not 
you know, a liability or anything in defence. So, some him, any, anyone. I mean, <laughs> Tame Basham, like we said, he he's in the mix because he's he's there and uh, and fit. Not Ollie Griffiths is not, you know. So, but um, and and that's what's held Jordan Williams back all his career as well. I think a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting one, um, Jordan Williams, because you know he lit up that that under twenties World Cup in whatever the twenty thirteen when yeah. they when they made it to the final and. Um, he just, you know, he's destroying defences. Then you you step up to international level. And he did have a pretty eye-catching first season with the Scarlets, but he fell out of favour very, very quickly. And then I think it was with, his haircuts myself. Uh, yeah, haircuts and facial hair, I think. Yeah, yeah. I was the one that did it. And yeah. But yeah, it was, you know, he definitely fell out of favour very quickly there. And I don't know whether that was, you know, that was to do with training or commitment or whatever. But, mm. I, you know, I've heard a few different things with regards to that. And then you obviously ended up at Bristol where you're kind of, you know, playing in the championship for a, for a while where, mm. you know, he, he's going he's gonna to get a fair amount of tries, but he's also going to be completely out of the um, out of the limelight. And he's been at the Dragons for what, four or five seasons now, I think. But yeah, yeah every, every single one of them has been interrupted, has been genius interrupted with injury. But yeah. it's always that, it's always that game management kind of issue, isn't it? Is what happens if you get rained, you know, they rain bombs on you and you can't quite cope under the high ball or... Kicking mm. game is slightly off. I I always like high balls. I, probably is his biggest weakest, uh, yeah. weakness. I'd say in the past anyway. So um, yeah, it, it maybe there, there is some like you said about the scarlets. Uh, some thing, uh, some underlying thing they weren't keen on, and maybe it is his commitment to training. I don't know. But he was very yeah, he was very young then, and and again, I think yeah. that you know he was offered a new contract by Dean Ryan and. Uh, you know, Dean Ryan doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's going to take anyone not, you know, not um, not pulling their weight in training. So, my, you know, my guess is he's kind of ironed that out. But it's you know, the latter years have been have been dogged by injury. But there's you know, there's there's still time. I mean, I I think we're we're some way off seeing him get a, a call up for Wales. But it'd be nice to see him, like you say, have a, a season where he gets to um, where he gets to play a, a fair amount of rugby. Mm. Uh, right, let's talk about Cardiff, shall we? Uh, Again, to bring bring things down a bit. Um, obviously, you know, it, it amounted a pretty handsome lead there, and then seemingly just got blown away. Dan, what did you make of that game? That's the that's that's the one. That's the game I didn't see. So, oh. Murph, yeah, over to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mentioned him earlier. Uh, what annoyed me on the night? Uh, I mean, totally outplayed Cardiff uh, and outmuscled everything. Any. Uh, adjective you want to put on the game that they, they got done in um but what annoyed me on the night was just bismarck duplessis ref in the game i just wanted to run on the pitch and ask the ref who is ref in this game is he you or is it in my thick thickest possible cardiff accent bismarck because <laughs> he's done, he was done my head in every line out he's just saying where he wanted cardiff to stand and he was dying out for the referee to come over and say I'll look after the game. You just throw the ball in. That's all he had to do. But 35-year-old World Cup winner, just dictating. It seemed like to me, I mean, obviously, just my speed watch thing late at night. Uh, it seemed like he was just dictating that everything about that was going on there. Uh, they had scrum dominance so and breakdown dominance and uh, Cardiff lose their best player in the first few minutes. And uh, that was the end of that. Yeah, not um, not ideal though. Again, off the back of um, off the back of a loss the week before. Um, what's what's next for Cardiff, Dan? Yeah, I the the the, prob- the problem is, I mean, without without seeing that game, it looks as if they were completely outmuscled. Then, Murph, is it out outpowered? And you know, similar thing that happened with the with the Ospreys and yeah. The problem with Cardiff is that we know that that front that front five is, you know, it's a, the front five is under pressure now. You know, mm. it's really worrying, isn't it? That what's going to happen against these South African sides as they get as they get stronger? We know the Irish. We know what the Irish sides are about. Mm. And um, that's the only upside is is um, is the the Irish sides won't have it all their own way. If this if this is going the way I think it's going with the South African sides, um, at least. I'm not saying the South Africans are going to start winning all their games in Ireland, but they're definitely going to fancy themselves at home against anyone. So, yeah, yeah, they are. I think I think it's going to be difficult. It's um, 
it's hard to be too it's hard to be too optimistic after 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 this weekend <laughs> um you know really against the against the south african sides but the physicality is going to have to be going to have to be up but i think we it, it's i can't see us beating them physically but we're going to have to really up the physicality and play a really smart game aren't we on territory and um be really really squeaky clean because the second they get a little sniff their tails are up and you know they've had it pretty. They've had it pretty tough over um, over here, and they were the bubble and all those other bits and bobs. And mm. yeah, I think all of us are probably thinking, literally, shit. You know, it's <laughs> gonna, it's you know, it's going to be scary going down to South yeah. Africa. I, I, I imagine all the all the Welsh head coaches are feeling exactly the same as I did just when I saw my <laughs> daughter's face go, <laughs> and, you, and you know what's you know what's coming, and it's yeah. not really pretty. Um, yeah. Did one of them in an interview? I th- I'm not sure if it was the uh, outside half from the Ospreys game or the man of the match, the winger from um, the Cardiff game, um, suggesting that they were just getting used to the the way the game is refereed in the first couple of matches, and that's why they weren't winning. I think it, I think it might be a little bit more than just the way it's refereed. It, they kind of adapting to the way the game is played, realise it's very reliant on stifling the opposition at the breakdown, which is say, I don't know, Leinster, Munster, Glasgow kind of do. Uh, and they've joined in. And now, now they've realised it. Uh, I mean, the other worrying thing is there's two second rows playing for the Bulls on uh, last night. I've never heard of, you know, mm. uh, obviously because I don't watch African rugby on a regular basis. But they dominated uh, Seb Davis, Matthew Screech, and whoever else came off the bench. Uh, Rory Thornton came on quite early, didn't he? Um, and I, I can imagine... I don't know exactly where the top second rows in South Africa play, but one or two of them are probably at the Bulls. So that that is quite possibly second choice, second rows for the Bulls, just, you know, beating up uh, the Blues' second rows. So, um, yeah, not good. I, th- yeah. I think um, the, the Welsh sides have probably been surprised as well by by these performances. And what I couldn't, what I couldn't really um, understand was the how just how bad like the the mistakes were the mistakes were really basic like um, certainly in the Ospreys game it was it was just like mistake after mistake and as soon as you had a mistake there was another mistake and you just you know and you almost feel sorry for a side it was a bit like that I don't know whether the, whether it was the same case for 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 in in the Cardiff game in the second half because I read that the first half was was all right. I don't know whether it was, but but the second half they they completely fell away, didn't they? As they up their as they as uh, Bulls up their physicality. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's see, let's see what happens. But I mean, let's the, see what happens. The thing with that is, like Murph says, the blueprint is there. Is if you are a Leinster or a Munster who are massively physical um, and can get on the front foot and win the breakdown as they have done for over a decade. The, blue, the blueprint is there for, for the good South African sides because that's going to be that's going to be meat and drink to them, isn't it? You know, like you say they've got they've got a, a wealth of massive great forwards who can who can do that game. I kind of I don't I don't really know what the what the plan is for you know for the for sides like the Blues and the Scarlet uh, the Blues sorry not anymore Ding Ding Cardiff and the, the Scar and the Scarlets um, is you know it's it's incredibly difficult without having the resources to be able to go out and buy a load of um buy a load of massive second rows yourself. Yeah. I mean it the comment was passed that it's one of the biggest sides they've played against at home in uh, at Cardiff, the Bulls team. So um it might just be like an extreme case. Maybe mm. the other sides are not so huge up front, but um yeah, I I, I don't know what I don't know when well any any side that's going down there to face them. I mean, literally, I, I mean, regional now is going to be quicking in their boots. And uh, I, mm-hmm. I can imagine I would like to be watching when Leinster go down there because that will be interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, there's got to be a game that Leinster play in that's interesting, isn't there? So, yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe yeah, competitive. Well, yeah. I, I, excuse me, 7-6 last week. Oh, yeah, good at, point. At Rodney. It was wasn't it wasn't easy on the eye or um or on I didn't my, like um, that game. I didn't no, like that it was game all, well. I I don't mind generally any game that is competitive. 
because at least you know there is there is something in it it's just when games get so one-sided which i think we've become very used to watching yeah in, uh, the various incarnations of this league but um there we go let's uh let's take a look at the scarlets which was not <laughs> not pretty at all dan did you uh, you caught this one then what's uh, what's your take yeah <laughs> absolute absolute pummeling wasn't it um scarlets losing 43 43 13 at um at home it was i was expecting a, a much better performance from the scarlets against what what was a a, a b stroke c team really wasn't it um for, for for munster and they got absolutely blown away again um they weren't weren't at, weren't at the races just completely completely taken apart really in all aspects of the of the game and it's a you know it was i gotta be honest it was quite a tough watch this mm. for me didn't um didn't enjoy the game munster it was almost like munster were just playing with with with, with the scarlets to be honest I've been I've been surprised how poor their defence has been uh, in the in the opening few games actually the Scarlets and again I don't know if it's just adjusting to a new system or what but there's a lot of from what I've seen again I've only seen the highlights of this game but there is a lot of simple uh, defensive errors um, that are just that are, that are hitting them really really hard. Yeah, they're making they made a lot of a lot of basic errors really. They didn't. Um... They didn't look like a side that was that was that was playing together, and again, the, I suppose the stuff of being out, you know, out muscled, out gunned, out out thought. It's just, I suppose, really at a basic level. Once you lose that that gain line, once you lose the physicality, is and this is a similar this is a similar line, isn't it? With a lot of the games I saw, really, it's kind of almost impossible, really, to you know to. Um, you know, to get back into it, unless you're absolutely squeaky clean on on the error count, and the, the, the Welsh side has just been making too many compound errors over and over again, such as the pressures has been too great. So, yeah, diff- you know, a very very difficult difficult game for for, for the Scarlets. Um, do, you, do you worry that back, do you worry that back line's a bit slow? I'm I'm a bit worried about you know about John Fox and and Scott Williams and Steph Evans you know about having you know obviously Rogers has got some out and out gas in there but I don't know I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit wary that there's I could be a bit leggy at times. Yeah, it J- Jonathan doesn't look to be moving no. moving right, does it? We've said it we've said it about Scott despite Scott being fantastic on the ball and 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 Jonathan to be honest as well. Yeah, it's not a quick a quick centre partnership. Is it Steph Evans has been as um, we know, he does. He doesn't have the out and out gas, does he? He'll beat mm. defenders and you know score score good tries, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the out and out pace. So, um, yeah, they are they are a little a little light on 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 speed, aren't they? Certainly in the certainly in the centre. Um, it's just it was just disappointing again. Really, I didn't expect the Scarlets to play like that. I was really looking forward to it. Really excited about what. The, the game. I think we all were, weren't we? The last week, thinking this would be the game, probably the game to watch, and they were just taken apart, really. Murph, what's uh, what was your take on uh, on well, what's your take on the Scarlets today? Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't see this fixture today yet. I, I'm, I'm behind on that one, but um, yeah, it's worrying. I mean, um, new coach as well. He's going to be feeling the pressure. Mm. Um, he, he, uh, a positive you could look for is this four lions to come back. But obviously, mm. Liam's just finally had his appendix out, so he's not going to be. I don't know how long that's going to take to recover from. You still, you can still bring back uh, Win Jones, Ken Owens, and Gareth Davis. Gareth Davis. I, I don't know how Kieran Hardy went today, but uh, Gareth David Davis started today actually, didn't he? Oh, oh my god, oh, that's a worry. Yeah. So don't don't tell me all the lions were there. Three lions were in the side, and they got put forty points on them. Ken Owens played. Um, oh shit! Yeah, Gareth Davis played. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, obviously, like you say, Liam wasn't there, and Win Jones came off the bench. I think. Yeah, Win oh, Jones word. was having a little. Uh, yeah, he was having a little niggle at the end of the game. They're, um, they're, on paper, they're a they're a much better outfit than forty points at home to Munster. Yeah, 
I mean, and Dan said it there as well. This is a much, I mean, not that there's not quality in that Munster side, but it is a no. very changed side. You Didn't know? RG Snyman get badly injured again in this yeah, game? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't. He, he looked. He looked in in pain, real they, pain. They pointed out on TV today that they it's okay because they got Leinster away next week. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just in, a honk, uh, it's a honking fixture, that isn't. It? I never yeah. ever want. You know, it's you and never you never feel confident. They the second turn around, I think the seconds will give you a first a spanking. Yeah. And uh, then you then you back to the drawing board again to face I don't know where I don't know they got after that but it won't it won't be it could probably be a top South African side I don't so um, yeah that that's I, I yeah that's worrying times really with yeah. the new coach people start to question it you know the, especially their their fans can be uh, a reputation for being quite fickle don't they you know what I mean so um, yeah they turned well they turned on uh, Pivac didn't they when he first arrived. Yeah, they did. So, um, well, yeah, a certain faction did. Um, yeah, and um, Pivac is one of their own. So, uh, not Pivac. Uh, Dwayne Peel is one of their own. Yeah. So maybe they, you get more leeway with them. But um, yeah, they do. They don't want to put too many performances like that in. Well, any any region, but especially the the Scarlets. No, yeah. So it's Leinster next week, and then and then Benetton at home the following week. Yeah, um, and they're no mugs at the moment. No, again, they they seem to be having one of their. Um, yeah, one of their inspired spells, don't they? So um, mm. they, they've started the season pretty well. Uh, yeah, all a bit, uh, all a bit concerning um, as it goes. Um, I want to take a quick look at, at kind of players who you think um, have got a half decent chance of uh, of getting in the Wales squad. Obviously, we've got a couple of um, couple of weeks to go until the the games itself, but. There's no there's no Heineken Cup before the squad is named this time round, whereas there, there normally is. So actually, this this form kind of probably counts for a bit more than than it does in usual years. And um, Dan, anyone in your in the first three weeks of the UFC who's taken your uh, taken your eye? Well, yeah, we mentioned him earlier on. For me, Team Basham is after his performance on. Um, after his performance this weekend, I I thought he was quite brilliant and really fancy seeing him seeing him in the squad. He's he's something different, isn't he? He's something different. He's explosive, and I think that his he he, he should know Wainwright's play very well. Mm. Wainwright had a great game as well. And I think that that that's a nice a nice combination there. Um, well, I mean, if if you could you could you could see we could see Mori, we could see Moriarty in there as well, couldn't we? But it's interesting because if you don't pick a combination from the Dragons, it's hard to see where the familiarity comes from. I would say, yeah. um, because you know, obviously, you've not got you've not got Toby in there. And you're missing, and you're missing Navidi and Tipperick as well. You know those people have been absolute regulars, and you kind of, kind of think that well, if you start chucking in Jack Morgan, for example, you could very easily have a back row that was like Jack Morgan, Ellis Jenkins, Aaron Wainwright, who never even trained together, um, and you're doing that against New Zealand. And I, I know what you mean. Part of me thinks, well, yeah, if you had if you had Moriarty and and Basham or Moriarty and Wainwright, you know, at least there is that that degree of familiarity um, in there. Any any thoughts on the back row while we're while we're on it, Murph? Um, just those you've mentioned, plus Jack Morgan. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure. Obviously, Falatel is going to be uh, unavailable, and then there's the two injuries as well. Who else? Oh, Dan Ladiet is out, but I, mm. I don't know if he would still be in the side at this stage, I don't know, because he's probably about 38 or whatever he is. Um, and then it, uh, who's this, which is the back row player from Scarlet's who would normally be in the squad? I'm trying to think now. They've got, they got a lot of overseas players in their back row. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Ellis Jenkins is not really back to his best to be considered. No, I think I think we were kind of saying this last week. It, it's um, it seems like it's going to take it take him a while. I mean, I could see him being in the squad, but um, just purely because of injuries. Yeah, he yeah. could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the second rows are in this one uh, uh, 
area we look good in now. I think with Will, Will Rowlands playing really well, mm. Alamin Jones and Adam Beard working their way back into it, uh, that could be a strong, like that's, you would imagine those three would be the match team. Your test team, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, your test two, 20, two on, yeah. Two, yeah, two on the pitch, one on the bench. I'd imagine, obviously, Alamin Jones plus one, and then the other one's on the thing. So that, that doesn't look too bad. Um, and then you, uh, front row is uh, tricky. Well, not tricky. Thomas Francis picks himself, I think. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, and then it's I just think... a matter of who's, who's in with him as backup, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, open side, Nicky Lloyd Smith was going well until this <laughs> week. <laughs> he was doing well until this week. I, hmm. I'm, I still, I still like Reese Carey. He, he, in, fa- in fact, against the Bulls, I thought he was the only one who looked like uh, he could make an impression on him physically. Hmm. When he was carrying, they, they had to, they. Had, when some players were carrying into the South Africans, they just stood their ground. When Reese Carey carries into the South Africans, they have to fall over. It's the only way they can stop him. You know, they have to take they have to take the hit and go backwards. You can't. It's very difficult to stop on the game line. I know he's. He, I mean, he's not the best carrier in the world, but he, he he's that level of physicality. If you know what I mean. So I think he I think he should make the squad. But with Win Jones as well, and and Nicky Lloyd Smith, and you know other people making their claim, he might find himself out. But I mean, like you, as we have talked about before, he's not out and out first choice at the Blues. So um, yeah, this it, it it would be much easier if he wasn't outside the international window. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, it's a it's a bit of a shambles. Any uh, any other players from any position kind of caught your eye in the in the first opening weeks? Ref? Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking Dan. Um, yeah, Jonah Holmes. We mentioned him yeah. already. Um, not too much. I mean, it's difficult to impress in a in a side that's playing poorly. So, mm. there's, I mean, the Ospreys were going okay. So it'd be great to see Hans come back. I mean, he's automatically back, just by being upright. Uh, let's hope he doesn't. Nothing happens to him in the next fortnight. Um, and I think uh, uh, someone else who's I think looked good in a relatively poor play inside is Thomas Williams. Yeah, that actually that's that's the one for me. I mean, there's no there's no secret how big of a fan of him I am, but I just feel like this autumn he needs to he needs to run at nine. You know, we've mucked around for two years um, under under Pivot, not knowing who the best nine is on the yeah. two years, and yeah, I think yeah. this this is the one. It's like give him a run. If he gets found out, he gets found out. Um, if he, you know, if there's enough there to work with, work with it. Or if he, you know, if he has a flyer, then then brilliant. You've you've found your nine. But I don't think we gain anything by picking him one week, hardly the next, and you know, yeah, well, uh, yeah, you, you might you might get that opportunity because Kieran Hardy's been off form. Mm. So when Gareth Davis is is going to get a, uh, his turn uh, for some reason, then it, sh- it should probably be Thomas he, of the three I mean Gareth hasn't been on the pitch so you can't really say anything yet but of the of the two that have played rugby so far Thomas has been uh, way better than uh, w- well way better than Kieran Hardy I was going to I'd go so far as to say Roger Williams has been better than Kieran Hardy as well yeah I think you know like we said um, over the last couple of weeks Hardy's definitely hit a, a rough patch of uh, a rough patch yeah. of form and the last place you want to be trying to trying to regain that is against New Zealand um, yeah, it doesn't make sense really when Dwayne, Dwayne Peel taken over. Like you'd imagine that the nines at the club would flourish under someone. True, so. but I, I think form is form, isn't it? You know, good players have Possibly. bad bad Possibly. runs of form, and I, yeah. I think it, I think it was before that. I think he had a really bad game for Wales against Argentina, and, and yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I think you know, but but with that, I'm sure um you know I'm, I'm sure it'll come back and um and and yeah, that's you know we are lucky in in as much as there there are some good options at nine, but. For me, you're right. This is this is the time where it's it's a bit more clear cut than it has been um, at any point beforehand. Right. Let's have a quick look at the fixtures next week and make some predictions, uh, which I'm sure Dan will get right again um, ahead of uh, yeah ahead of next week's uh, next week's pod. Uh, right. Talk amongst yourselves while I uh, frantically dig up the fixture list. We have the dragons. At- oh God, dragons are home to the Stormers on. Um, uh, on Friday night, is this back to back to earth with a bump for me, uh, Dan? Oh gosh, mm. Mm, that's um, 
That's an interesting game, that one, isn't it? Well, look, it, it, as long as it, it, as long as they don't play at a garbage like the Ospreys, they won't mm. be far off. And you know, the Stormers mm. weren't unplayable. You know, it, it, you just have to not be crap in the first place. Like uh, keep your keep your handling slick for a start, which is something the Ospreys couldn't. They couldn't couldn't pass in front of their own player to save their lives on Friday night. Um, so, you know, they, they're obviously abrasive and hard, and but you know, up front and everything. But um, they're not, uh, you know, they're not unbeatable. So as long as you turn up and 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 and, and give a count to yourself, they're not. They're going to be in with a shelter winning that game. I think you've, think you've convinced me, Miff. <laughs> you've, you've, I'm get your cash I'm, on. <laughs> yeah, dragons win. There we are. <laughs> I do think this um, <laughs> this Dragons pack looks considerably harder than it has done for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, well, it know, could, like, you know, next week they could bring Moriarty back, bring Oli Griffiths back, fresh legs. Mm. And, you know, obviously there's not a lot of fresh depth in the front five, but so long as they're all, you know, good to go next week, there's no reason why they can't. Um, mm. Just so long as they don't, you know, so long as you don't play as poorly as the Ospreys do, you're going to be in with a shout because it, it, against some teams uh, even though it was Ospreys at home against some teams that would have been a 40 pointer mm. you know Leinster would have murdered you if you played at that so it's, although, like I say all of the Stormers were impressive they're not they're not uh, you know they're not world beaters right. is it, is it, you know the back row at the Dragons it's, good, it's a good point actually that their their breakdown their breakdown work is looking is looking quite good, isn't it? Um, quite this weekend, in particular, the, the the Welsh side struggled, um, which is a little bit odd. But um, yeah, I'm completely sold. I'm I'm absolutely sold on the Dragons' win. No? I think uh, they're gonna put twenty on them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Jay, get on the Dragons' train. Come on. Let's yeah. Go Best yeah. side in Wales. Let's, let's best just, side in Wales. All right. Let's I'm make gonna, that prediction now. I'm going to go Stormers yeah. by six. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boo. All right. <laughs> um, and, and hopefully, my predictions are notoriously wrong. I don't, was, it, was it last year I predicted an England Grand Slam? Let's, yeah. Hope, yeah. Uh, let's, hope, the, uh, let's hope these continue in this vein. Um, right. Leinster versus Scarlet's. Like we said, I can't see anything other than a. a, a a handsome Leinster win there. I think the Scarlets, you know, it's about not you can't go into it the damage limitation mindset, but stay in the game for as long as possible. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a safe, safe face fixture, isn't it? Really, after this, mm. after today, just really go out there and show some pride. Like, is it? Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen the game, but it sounds like they were garbage and um, it's unacceptable. You know, so good luck. <laughs> I reckon Leinster by twenty there, Dan. Yeah, comfortably. Yeah, Leinster, Leinster by twenty. Yeah, but I but I also think it might be a game where it's it's level after sixty minutes and it's three tries apiece or something like that. But Leinster have the you know the the ammunition on the bench to um, to wrap mm. wrap it up uh, towards the end. Um, yeah. Cardiff against the Sharks Saturday night. Um, Sharks are hang on. Which is mm. Sharks are the side that's actually been winning, isn't it? I lost. I get confused between the Sharks and the Stormers for some reason. The Lions are the weakest side of the four, aren't they? And then the Bulls and the Stormers are the stronger. But I think the Sharks have won some games, haven't they? Yeah. So the Sharks. Um, they beat um, the, oh, the, shark, the, the Sharks. This, beat, this sounds the Sharks beat didn't it? the Sharks yeah. beat the Ospreys, didn't they? Oh, it was, okay. I get it. That's, that's what. I, that's exactly what I meant when I say I get the Sharks and the Stormers mixed up. Um, well, I, I, based on look, based on this week's form, Stormers are gonna, uh, Sharks are going to win that game. So, would you like to change your prediction about the Dragons, considering we were talking about the wrong fucking side? Are we? Who started this? <laughs> me or you? <laughs> you did, but I, I hadn't. I hadn't realised you were wrong. All right, okay. So, who were they playing? The Sharks. <laughs> the, sh- <laughs> <laughs> the Sharks beat I the Ospreys. Betting this- on these. I know the Sharks beat the Ospreys this week. And are playing Cardiff next yeah, week. Yeah, right. Um, so based on based on form from this weekend, Cardiff got no chance. Although you know, I, I doubt if many teams are going to turn out as bad as the Ospreys did last week. But I think I know uh, you said all that when we were predicting the Dragons. 
Right, okay. Well, uh, it, it, the Stormers, for the record, drew with Edinburgh this weekend. Okay. Right. Um, yeah, well, that's where they're playing next week. The Dragons are playing them next week. Yeah, that's right. And I thought they'd play the Ospreys. Is that what I, I know. did? Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, it's... it's it, it, it's a it's a tough one for um, Cardiff because you know obviously Navidi, yeah. and I don't think I'm not sure about um, the number eight Ratty is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. He, he played a lot in second row before um, before moving yeah. to eight, didn't he? Um, and I've seen I've seen him have some good games, but it's um, it's those it's those games when you're up against the big South African pack where it I think. Um, it's a real education when you're you're kind of learning your trade at eight, I would say, um, mm. or you know, or any any position in the in the back five there. So, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I wouldn't I wouldn't be giving up on him because I know he, he done some rave rave reviews, hasn't he? But it does feel like he's, mm. he's still cutting his teeth, isn't he? Yeah, he's he, he's a heavy carrier, but he doesn't ever look like breaking a tackle. And there's certainly no possibility. Of, it doesn't seem there's ever a possibility of an offload out of a tackle from all the games I've seen him play so far. So I don't know. Uh, and just going back to the uh, confusion over the teams, I think they should be forced to use the name of the city they're from. Yeah, so Natal no, Sharks would make it easier for me. Right, we're we're going to do that from now on. It's Natal yeah, and one of them plays in Cape Town. Who's that? The Bulls. And then the other team's in Joburg. No, There's the definitely Bulls, one of them Bulls, in Cape Town. The, the Bulls are Pretoria, aren't they? Oh, are they? Okay, yeah, who's I in Cape Town? So. Stormers. That's the Stormers. All right, okay. Cape Town Stormers, that'll make it much easier for me. And then Tal Sharks, there you go. No, it, uh, yeah, and Hauteng Lions. Am I correct on that one? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what I'm going to use from now on. Otherwise, they just, I mean, they're nonsense bloody names anyway, let's be honest. <laughs> they're no different from, no different from <laughs> Dragons, Scarlets, and Ospreys. It's all just American shite as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Yeah, uh, honestly, I, I, I'd much rather Cardiff, Swansea, Clenetley, Newport, and get on with it and shut up. It's um, it's not it's not unthinkable that that might be the case at some point um in the yeah, not distant future. Certainly but, with a couple of but them. But uh, it might be more difficult to persuade the South Africans. <laughs> I think I think you made a compelling argument, mate. I'd send you over there as some kind of spokesperson just to do it. <laughs> yeah, cultural attaché. Yeah, last um, last one I, I missed out here. Uh, Benetton Benetton Ospreys is in is on Saturday afternoon actually as well. So that is in Italy. Um, in, no chance in the in the, lo- <laughs> in the lovely city of Benetton. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The United colours of Benetton, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah what uh, I, I tell you what they 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 really need to win that the Ospreys. I think just to. Like you say, it's a, it's a bit of a safe face after a, a really poor result this week. That actually could be quite an interesting game. It's mm. it's um, certainly on paper. Um, I think it could be it could be one of the more interesting ones out of those. Yeah, it, I, well, it's much more favourable than going away to Leinster. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, hundred um, percent. I, I reckon they might grind out a result here. For some reason, I, I seem to think the Ospreys are going to... I think they've got a good coaching setup now. I think Booth is moving them in the right direction. And they, I, I see it as being... yeah, it, I, Having not seen the game, I would see it as potentially a, a bump in the road rather than a, the wheels are coming off. Um, and I think they're going to bounce back with a sneaky two-point win over Benetton. Yeah, I, I think there's too many quality players there for them to turn out in like that again uh, mm. you know when you look at Dan Evans Reese Webb Gareth Anscombe and then all, you know the, the top quality forwards there as well um, I think is probably that doesn't I mean even if they play much better Benetton and no, mm. no, no pushover at home by Especially any means so yeah. but um, I think I don't think they repeat that performance by, uh, at all myself yeah, yeah I'm going to go I think that the Ospreys kind of have to win after that, mm. after that poor performance, and for me, a lot of it's going to come down to the to, to the front row. To be honest, the front row and the you know that set piece over, over there. I, I was really surprised at how poor how poor the Ospreys um, the Ospreys were against the Sharks. The Sharks completely had scrum dominance and forward dominance, not not just scrums, but across that that park. And coming back to the Coming back to the Cardiff game, that's that's the worry for me, is you know how how dominant the uh, the Sharks were against the Ospreys, and we know that uh, you know the 
the Cardiff has struggled there. So, but yeah, coming back to Ospreys, I think it's a must-win game. So, I'd expect um, a different, totally different performance from them. Really, Toby Booth, I reckon, will be absolutely yeah, he fuming. Looks, like, he's looked raging, and didn't he? After yeah, the, it literally, the there'll be punches. Yeah, you know, there'll be punches thrown in the <laughs> uh, in the in the change room. There, I think. Yeah, not when an Alan Wynn though. When you, no, yeah. no, no, no! Leave Alan Wynn. Yeah. Take Alan Wynn out of the room. Put him next door. And he'd just, just be, have a go. He'd be on a heavy fitness session. Alan Wynn this week. Yeah. <laughs> and when you say literally punches thrown, I don't think you mean literally punches. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not in this. Not in this. Not in this. Maybe, year. maybe a polystyrene teacup will get through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which seems a suitable uh, a suitable time for us to finish. Uh, a big thanks to uh, to Murph and to Dan. A big thank you to you for listening again. And as always, a thanks to our sponsors at So Coffee Trades. If you want to get some great quality coffee, you can do that over at socoffeetrades.co.uk. Right, we'll be back next week uh, with more confusion over teams, uh, hopefully with uh, some better results. Uh, and I'll be back in a new pair of jeans. Right, thanks for listening. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Everyone thinks I had a storybook career, that I just sprang into Disney Channel stardom overnight, made millions, and lived happily ever after. Spoiler alert, I didn't. There were countless failures along the way, and there still are. How I deal with that struggle and how I pivot when failure creeps in is what allows me to keep going, keep learning, and keep striving for balance. The Vulnerable Podcast is an invitation to hang out every week with me, Christy Carlson Romano, as I invite friends, celebrities, and experts for in-depth conversations discussing the good, the complicated, the beauty of being human, and what it means to be vulnerable. Join me every Tuesday as we navigate the ups and downs of my guests' paths to success. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.